0: It's good to be with you guys today, especially after yesterday. We can console one another. We'll be offering special counseling this week. It was tough. I got to say, I like being able to watch the Titans on a Saturday. I don't get to watch a lot of Titans games. I enjoy watching them. I don't really keep up with college football. I know that makes me a weirdo. I'm okay with that. I was severely disappointed yesterday, though so as many were it is what it is but uh we 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 move on right um, so this uh this series that we 're starting today uh you know what is what is twenty four uh, you know what is twenty four church Uh, You know, it's, you know, kind of a self-explanatory thing, but it's not. You know, it's, you know, I have people ask me all the time. This is like one of the, you know, the common questions. I'm sure you get this from time to time. In fact, I've had people tell me they've been asked this question before and they didn't know how to answer (laughs) that are from our church. But people in the community, you know, will run into me and they'll be like, so 24 church, what is it, like 24-7? Is it uh, you know? I mean, they'll just you know. Is it have something to do with Kiefer Sutherland? Or I mean, you know, they just uh, they'll come up with you know some of the crazy stuff. And I'm like, it's just a just a location thing, you know. And 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 literally, I can remember uh, the the day, the evening that uh, uh, Joey and and Aaron and I were had gone to a thing uh, to. Uh, help train church planners, so to speak, and and uh, we were with all these other church planners that were uh, working on getting ready to also start churches and that kind of thing, and and we're you know just kind of working through processes and and trying to you know think things out and and write things out and and we would present you know for to each other and that kind of stuff, and uh, and somewhere in there you know we we get back to our little hotel room or whatever and and. Um, we're sitting there talking and and you know uh, I forget I think it was Joe he was like you know uh, everybody else seems to kind of have a name for their church and we still don't have a name for the church you know I was like yeah yeah you're right you know and he's like what 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 do we name it you know and I was like i i remember actually saying well i you know in the bible it's just like the church at corinth the church at ephesus the church at Philippi, you know uh you know and we had been talking about this you know i 24 Corridor vision of you know that God was leading us to start a church to reach people uh, throughout this I twenty four corridor thing and we and and we hadn't really ever heard anybody talk about that or use that phrasing or whatever but um, uh, we probably should have trademarked it or something but anyway uh, you know we we were talking about that and I said well just you know I mean just simply you know what if we just said something about twenty four you know and and uh, you know so that's how we got to here. the question, I think, for us today, and, 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 and for so many of us who have been a part of 24 for, for so long, we may take for granted that we know or understand so many things about 24, uh, but at the same time, I think it's good for us to go back and, and ask ourselves, who are we? What what are we? Who are we? Uh, you know, and, and, and simply put, we're, we're a church of Jesus Christ, uh, you know, I mean, Nathan said just a minute ago, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's all about Jesus, and it is. It, it has to be all about Jesus, uh, because at the end of the day, a church body is that. It's a church body. Uh, the church is not a building. The church is people, and, and the truth is, is that, that our church, like every other church, is made up of a bunch of sinners, you know, or made up of a bunch of imperfect people uh, who've been saved by God's grace. And and that's that's a beautiful statement for us to come behind, but it's also you know I think it's also a bit of a banner for us to fly because you know so many people I think you know kind of do the church hopping or they're dating the church so to speak, and they'll you know they'll go date one for a little while and trying to figure out you know is this a one, and I and I get that you know just trying to figure out you know is this place heretical or you know whatever it is you know we're trying to you know get our bearings and see if this is where the Lord's leading us to be you know can we be on mission here you know some of those kinds of things and so uh but to go with all of that um, you know I, I think for us to 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 even you know just own the fact we are imperfect people this is an imperfect church you know we don't have everything together we are far from having it all together Uh, If you're looking for a church without uh, imperfect people, uh, and you're looking for a church that's got it all together, I guess go somewhere else, Uh, but good luck in your hunt because you'll never find it. It doesn't exist. Um, The scriptures talk about the church being the bride of Christ, and there's so much to that, and we'll probably unpack some pieces of that throughout the series uh, that we're going to be doing but uh, you know I, one of the things that, that I love uh, and we'll, we'll also come back to this later on is in 1st Corinthians 12 you see this passage where Paul talks about the church being many parts you know and, and I think about it like this I think about the church being many parts is 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 really just I mean this I mean almost identical to a team uh, you know, and, and I, I love team, you know, I love, I love we, I love, you know, working together, I love seeing people, especially on mission for Jesus together, uh, you know, teams are important, you know, if, if everything is about superstars, I'm not trying to talk about any specific team here, uh, you know, if everything is about the superstars of a team and you put all your weight on that, Good luck. You know, it takes a whole team to win. And we as a church, we as a body, we're called together as a team. And, and in fact, I, one of the things I've been, I've been asking for the last several weeks uh, for you, for if, if this is your church home or you feel like God's leading you to this to be your church home, that I've been asking uh, everybody just that you would be praying that you would be open to whatever god might lead you to as being a part of this team not just a spectator you know this isn't this isn't a spectator sport for us this is we're called to be a part of the team and 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 that's important that's super important and I'm going to tell you, I, I think it's all over the scriptures. I can, I, can make the, I can make the case for it all day long. It's all over the scriptures that we are called to be a part of that team. We're not called to, to lone wolf it. We're not called to go out here and do it without the team. We are called to be a part of the team. And that, that of course, gets messy because what? It, well, you know, it's a church, and it's, you know, made up of what? Sinners. And we let each other down and, you know, some of those kinds of things, and that's part of it. But the beauty of all that is, is that the picture of, of God's grace continues to permeate through us when we continue to work together, despite the fact that we let each other down sometimes. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful picture of, of God and who He is and His love for us. And uh, you know, uh, again, the the bride of Christ stuff. We'll get into that. Uh, you know, there's many parts, and there's many parts of the team, just like any other team. Uh, you know, with uh, coaches and different things like that. Uh, but, you know, one of those things is, uh, you know, that there are pastors, elders. We we see those as being uh, the same thing uh, at 24 as we read the Scriptures. And uh, and then you have deacons, and they're servant leaders, and we have some amazing deacons. And uh, we're actually about to ask some, uh, some new folks to be deacons. They don't even know that yet, uh, so they should probably get concerned. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, to to go in with all that too, I think it's important, and this is probably the most important piece of this that I could I could share about when it comes to leadership in the church, is is that Christ is the head of the church. He's the lead pastor. I'm I'm just I just get to be a little pastor, you know, under under his leadership, and 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 I know all of our other pastors would say the same thing. Uh, you know that that we we too are disciples who, yes, have a calling to be pastors, but it doesn 't elevate us you know to some you know great stature or something it 's a calling, and with that calling uh, will be things that we'll be held accountable for as well uh, but I, I i want I want everyone to know uh, if if they can know anything about the leadership of twenty four is that Jesus is the head of the church, we are all. His disciples um, gospel family mission is a statement that, that we use uh, a lot around here, and, and we'll be talking about that in fact we're going to break through and break down and uh, you know all this kind of stuff throughout the series talking about gospel family mission. Uh, I want to want to just you know say this to you we are a gospel centered family on mission for the glory of God and the good of our neighbors we long to see the 24 corridor come to know and live for the real Jesus this is this is you know our 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 purpose statement our mission statement if you will this is this is what god has called us to and, and we firmly believe in that in fact um, you know, if you look and one of the things that, that uh, uh, I I remember just really being moved by in Scripture when we were talking and thinking about planting a church uh, many years ago now, 17 years ago now, well, technically 18, whatever, uh, but this passage from the book of Acts, uh, and, and many of you have probably seen this passage, read this passage before, maybe you've been moved by it, but we see this amazing picture of God's church in the the early church right here. And I I want to read this passage to you, and it's in Acts 2, verse 42. And it says this, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This passage is this picture of God working and moving through His people in in such an amazing way. But I I think I think it's it's easy to take a passage like that and go well, you know, this is uh, you know, this could be our, you know, passage to adopt, and that's what we're shooting for. And I guarantee you, we've spent years as a church, you know, thinking and praying over that passage, and God lead us and help us to be, uh, you know, those people who who don't just go to church on Sunday, who don't just you know want to go hear a good teaching and let that be it, but but are gathering together and are there for one another and they're ministering to one another. And they're living life as Jesus is the main thing. And that is so hard for us because we are so busy. We are too busy. And in fact, we are so busy that we will sacrifice, I think, a lot of the pieces of that, if we're honest with ourselves, uh, within life because our life is so busy and it's just easy to say, you know what? We can do without that. I don't really need that. And the truth is, is man, we really do need these things. We need all these things. We'll be talking about some of these pieces of the puzzle uh, in the days to come. We are the church to worship, grow, serve one another, be on mission together, be in community with one another, and take the good news of the gospel to our neighbors and to the world. And for us to ever see that passage come to reality, something has to happen. And it's what happened in Acts 2. If you go and you study Acts 2, this is the tail end of that chapter there. Well, there's a whole lot that's happened before that, and it's some pretty amazing stuff, but but it really starts with one thing. It starts with a movement of the Holy Spirit. It starts with people literally taking their worship of Christ so Hardcore serious that, that they're just willing to let God move in their life and lead them. We we just sang about that. Like, you know, show me, lead me, you know, in all these things. You know, and the truth is, is like I, I know I know we like the sound of that, but the but the truth is, is are we willing to like really let God lead us? Because we like to think we've got it all already figured out, and we have we have packaged up our Christianity real nice and it's real pretty and it fits into our schedules currently speaking and man, we gotta be careful with that we gotta be careful with that we really want God to lead us we really want to be a church who is that for each other in this community like like just imagine Hundreds of people living on mission for the glory of God with, with just reckless abandon, not caring anything about what anybody thinks, not caring about you know uh, the next thing that we can get, whatever it is, but so focused on Him that we're allowing God to lead us moment by moment as He puts neighbors in front of us as He puts people in front of us at ballparks, that God has given us these places as mission fields, and that we see them as such, and that the Lord would use us at our jobs. That He would take us and that we would be someone who is known as being someone that you can go to and, and, and be cared for and prayed for and all these things. That we would be light into this world. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. If I had to pick two reasons why we started a church. Number one is to glorify God, to make much of Him, to make Him known. Number two is to reach the lost. Now, we'll talk through this series about plenty of other things that we're called to do as a church. We'll talk through uh, us, you know, making disciples and being disciples and, you know, seeking the Lord together. But the truth is, 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 at the heart and soul, there is this passage for us uh, that leads us in such a way that Jesus gave us that I think is so important for us in our journey, and it's always been super important to twenty four, and it's always been a part of of any statement, any mission statement that we've ever had has been uh, rooted in this passage of scripture, and I want to share that passage with you today. Uh, before I do that, I want to share with you some of the mission statements of our past, uh, if we will, uh, and uh, I think we I think we have these uh, for the screen. Uh, the first one when we first started the church uh, was this statement here: "Reach up, reach out, reach in." And uh, you know that statement, you know, uh, says things. It's very action-oriented. I love that about that statement. Uh, we used to have, used to even have arrows, you know, that kind of you know went with each of the three things, you know, that kind of helped you know drive home the the intent, the meaning. You know, reaching up, worshiping God, that our life, you know, our lives would be about worshiping Him in all things that we do. Reaching, you know, out to uh, others, obviously, and uh, loving them, and you know that kind of thing, and then reaching in that we would be making disciples and and caring for one another and all that kind of stuff. Um, the, the passage i 'm going to share definitely comes from that, I, and i want to I want to go from this one to the next one. This is the next uh, statement, and many of you probably still own a shirt somewhere that 's got this on it and uh, and I love this statement too and I think it, I think it 's a great statement and withstands the test of time. Uh, love God, love people, uh, live gospel, and make disciples and again very action oriented and you know it's it 's this you know idea that you know, God is first, and our worship for Him, and, and from that is driven all these other things, loving people, living gospel, uh, making disciples, you know, all these things that we're called to, and again, also comes from this passage, okay? Uh, I mean, just straight up comes from this passage, like, are you are going to read the passage in a minute? Chill out. And then we've got our current statement, okay? Gospel, family, mission, and I, and I just read Uh, about that I just read just a second ago about that I'll read it again we are a gospel-centered family on mission for the glory of God and the good of our neighbors we long to see the 24 corridor come to know and live for the real Jesus that is that is that's our mission statement that's you know it's on the website it's all these things Uh, it's probably on the back of your worship guides today and and again Rooted from this same passage of Scripture. You know, you can change it up how you want, whatever. You know, of course, you could change it up and it not be from this passage of Scripture. But, uh, you know, I really believe all three of these statements come from this passage of Scripture. I'm so glad you asked if we could read it. We're going to read it right now. Mark 12, verse 28. We have a guy come to Jesus. He wants to know what is the greatest commandment of them all. And you've probably heard this if you haven't. Definitely tune in, and even if you have, ask yourself if this is your life, because it's that important. It says this in verse 28, and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is most important of all? And Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall... Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Than these. And i got to tell you, this, this is the driver for our calling as not just a church but as Christians. But definitely as a church. And, and the truth is, is that Jesus makes this really simple for us, but we make it hard. That's, that's, that's generally how it goes. Like Jesus like, gives it to us on a platter. He's like, here you go. It's like the easiest thing I can give you. Guy asks Jesus, like, what's the greatest thing? If like, I'm going to get one thing, what's it going to be? Jesus is like, all right, here you go. Love the Lord your God with everything you've got. How does he put it? With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. I think that's everything you've got. Okay? Love God with everything you've got. And then he turns around. God didn't ask for two answers. What did he get? He got two answers. And he says in the second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And he lumps these things together. And I think for us to see and understand the importance of of how God has called us as a people and especially as a church, that we would understand that that his his ability to use our worship in our lives we you know we hear worship and we think well that's that's just all going to God, you know but the truth is, is that when we worship God, whether it 's singing songs, spending time in his word, praying. Uh, serving someone, all these all these things are acts of worship. It's not we don't have just worship and then a teaching, or you know, just, I mean, it. Our whole lives are called to be worship, like in everything that we do, which becomes this barometer of like, you know, are we, you know, how are we doing? How are we doing with that? Am I worshiping the Lord in that meeting on Monday, or you know, I mean, whatever, you know. But the truth is, is that in all things we're called to worship, and when we are truly worshiping God. He changes our hearts, and he changes our hearts that we might be able to love people. That is so important for us today, because the truth is, is is, number one, maybe we're struggling with loving ourselves, because we've made some mistakes or whatever it is, and we just keep beating ourselves up. And the truth is is that God still loves us, and He still cares. But the truth is, is that we also struggle at times to love others. And we just go, Chris, I don't, you may say, Chris, I you know, if we're having, you know, coffee or whatever, I don't drink coffee, but whatever, you want to drink that junk, that's fine. Uh, you know, if we're hanging out and I'm drinking Mountain Dew and you're drinking coffee, then, um, you know, you may say, Chris, I'll just, if I'm just real honest with you, I just, I, I don't think I can love this person and this person and this person. Here's the things they've done to me in my life go okay i i get that's hard i get that's hard you know what i also get though i get the gospel and that it's been given to me and i've been called to give it to others you're like well you just jumped you know a big leap right there you know that all of a sudden i'm like going to take the gospel to somebody else just because it was given to me yeah actually if we're worshiping god He softens our hearts to those things. God understands we've been hurt. God understands that that we've, we've been messed over by people in this world. God also understands that we've messed Him over. And we've hurt Him. He loves us. He cares for us. His heart breaks for us when we go rogue and go without Him. His heart breaks for us. And we do that junk over and over and over to Him. And you know what? He still loves us. He still cares for us. He still wants us to know that He loves us. And that kind of grace and that kind of mercy is who we're called to be as a church. That's who we're called to be as individuals. As Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. Let me tell you what, if you really do that, if you really can love the Lord with those things, with all you've got, He's going to change you. He's going to change you. And then we will be able to turn around and love our neighbor as ourselves, it's an amazing thing that God has done in giving us His gospel. Gospel, family, mission—it's big piece for us as a church. We exist to exalt the name of Jesus Christ in our city and world. We want to be a community that lives whole, wholly surrendered to Jesus for the glory of God. We do this by displaying the grace, love, power, reconciliation, and truth of the Gospel in our everyday lives. Our mission is best expressed by three words. Gospel, family, and mission. There is this calling on us. And I I believe the Acts 2 thing is part of the calling. I believe the Mark 12 thing is part of the calling. And I also believe this passage out of Jeremiah 29 is part of the calling. And I want to, want to share this passage with you because a lot of people read Jeremiah 29, 11 or whatever and they miss, they miss the whole of this passage. In fact, to understand that, that, that Jeremiah was writing this as a letter and that God was using Jeremiah, speaking through Jeremiah to pen this as a letter to the folks, of, uh, to the people of God who were in exile. This is not like they were having a happy moment in life, okay? They're in exile. You know, they're kind of prisoners in another land, so to speak. And yet God uses Jeremiah in the midst of that to pin this, to encourage them in that moment where they are that this is how they should live. And this is what it says. It says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles... Whom I have sent into exile uh, who I've sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, he says this what well, what's he, what do you expect him to say like hunker down, get ready it 's going to be a fight no verse five build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters, multiply there, and do not de- decrease. This is, this is like, what? Like this, this is Jeremiah. God speaking through Jeremiah in this moment to God's people to let them know this is not going to be a short thing. This is not going to be a short thing. And not only is it not going to be a short thing, but while it's not a short thing, carry on. But carry on with purpose. Here, here you go, verse 7. It says this, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare. You might be in a place right now that you wish you weren't in. You might even be literally living somewhere right now that you wish you weren't living. You know what? Not by accident. Not by accident. God has put you where you are right now for a reason. And He is calling us to be a people. I mean, this is as good for us today as it was for them there. That wherever we are, that we understand that we are there for the welfare of that city and those people. That we would have a house. That we would have a family and that what we do there would make that place a better place. We wholeheartedly believe as a church that we are called to be where we are for the sake of this city and this community. That this city and this community should be should be a better place because we are here. Not for, not for our fame. Not for 24 church fame. For Jesus. For Jesus' fame. That people would know who Jesus is. That people would see a people, an us, who are wholeheartedly, without a doubt, like worshiping Him, like it's all about Him. It's always about Him. Not about us. It allows us to be Jesus to others and speak gospel into their lives. You know, I, I believe in this statement, earning the right to be heard. Earning the right to be heard. If you've ever taken a new job and you've got a position and you've got a plaque on the door or whatever it is, you know well that if you show up and you don't know any of these people that you're about to start working with, you, no matter how high up the ladder you are in that position, you got to do some earning the right to be heard. You don't just get to just... Um, automatically gain everybody's respect because they gave you the position. I truly believe that when we worship the Lord with everything we've got, He changes our hearts and uses us then to love our neighbors, love love the people that He's called us to, He's placed in our lives, in order that we might then begin to not just serve them, but to be and share Jesus with them. The life-changing news of the Gospel. That's the mission. You may go, gosh, we covered all this. What's the rest of the series? We got plenty. Don't worry. Who is 24? A church body, a bunch of sinners saved by God's grace, looking to follow God's leading in the days to come to live out our calling. And there'll be more of that that we'll be talking about. And I continue to ask you if you would, would you pray? For real, would you pray? And ask God to show you what it is that He might have for you. Would you also pray that God would continue to open our hearts to what He might have for us as a church? That He might continue to lead us. We need His leading. We need His leading in all the things. Pray that your heart would be open. Pray that God would lead us. I long to see communities of men and women lifting each other up and walking through all the moments of life together, caring for one another, ministering to one another, praying for one another, serving our worlds together. I say worlds because I think I feel like at this, this day and age, we all have so much going on that we do have like all these different worlds in our lives. And how much better would it be to serve people in one another's worlds together and not do it alone. Serving, loving one another, worshiping Jesus without holding anything back. Being 24 for Jesus. Being 24 for Jesus. There's so much so much that we have to talk about in the days to come. I'm excited to get to share about it, talk about it, where God's leading us as a church and 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 that we're continuing. I'll be honest with you, that even as we continue through this, that I feel like God is continuing to speak and move and lead in ways that uh, I don't even know what all He has for us. But I think even just over the next month, month and a half, whatever as we're going through some of this, I think God is going to continue uh, to even bring new things to the top and I'm excited about that and I want to be open to that, I want us to be open to that may God lead us to be about him and his mission, let's pray together God I pray that you would lead us and I pray that That in the days to come, God, that you would just make yourself known in your leadership to us, God, that you would help us to see you clearly in all things, and and that we would listen to you and be led by you, and not just led by ourselves, and, and not just led by our emotions, but God, that we would be led by your word, your truth, God, that you would speak to our hearts and give us peace in the things that you're calling us to. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have, Lord, to spend this time together. God, I pray for anyone that hasn't trusted in you as their Savior. God, I pray that you would speak to their heart. I pray that you would help them to understand their need, Lord, for you, and that you can only fulfill that. Only you can provide forgiveness and mercy and grace, and God, that you've done that through your Son, Jesus. God, in the moments to come, God, as we continue to worship you, we remember who you are and what you've done for us through Jesus, through the cross. God, thank you. Thank you for the cross. Continue to lead us to be your church, to be your 24. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.